got mine up. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. It's like, what are you doing, Riley? <laughs> okay, here. Hey, hey. Hey, Star Wars Tonight, by the way. Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by the fine folks supporting us on Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Also brought to you by the incredible Last Porg t-shirt available right now until Friday. Two days, people, to order and get in on the uh, batch that we're doing. StarWarsReport.com slash Porgs. And, of course, let's say thanks to our sponsor, Tops. You can voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with an all-new trading card collection that focuses on the last jedi and of course don't forget check out the star wars card trader app collect and trade cards from the vintage days all the way to the modern era with the release of the last jedi it's like having the entire star wars galaxy in the palm of your hand that's what you want to do uh and we do thank tops for supporting the star wars tonight podcast let's do the show hey guys i'm riley blanton your host for this particular podcast episode of star wars tonight episode 57 Live at Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Got a lot to talk about today, but let's bring him in. He's the special guest for this evening's shenanigans. He is one of the co-hosts over at uh, the Brews and Blasters podcast. And he is also the uh, founder of Retro Zap. Uh, and an all-around super, super, super cool guy from Massachusetts. It's Mr. Joey Tavano. What's uh, what's going on, Joey? What's up, man? How you doing? Dude. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling, feeling good too, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling real good. Yeah, I'm all fired up here. Feeling good. Uh, I'm, I'm with my, uh, my, my, my podcasting partner, uh, Elijah Craig Bourbon right oh, now. What? And I have nice. my, uh, my caffeinated water here. Oh, nice. And, uh, we're, we're rocking <gasps> and rolling. I just, I just literally went grocery shopping because I, as I, as I mentioned, I just moved to a new apartment <laughs> and I did that first grocery run and I got, I got some, I got some eggnog. And I oh, got it just for the uh, right, and especially, and uh, we'll keep it family friendly. Eggnog's great, uh, <laughs> but uh, I have it right up. It's it's upstairs in the fridge, and I forgot it. <laughs> and I'm really oh. disappointed about this fact. It's too early for me for nog. There's a very special time uh, when you have. I, I believe eggnog starts the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, the and day, it goes all the way up until New Year's. It's like Christmas music. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much when you put up the tree, you have your nog, and yeah. that's it. Do not mix the tree with the nog. But mm. you know, it's it's it goes hand in hand. I mean, but can you imagine sort of like a Christmas tree spiced flavor for the eggnog? Mm. Mm. I could do it. This this could be our entire. Listen, guys. The funny thing about me and Joey <laughs> is we could literally do a half hour on eggnog and Christmas, and we could just keep going. But we actually have stuff to talk about. But, <laughs> Star Wars uh, and food, man. Brews and blasters. That's uh, pretty much what, what I bring to the show. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I, and I've known, I've known Joe a long time, um, and, yeah. and we've podcasted back and forth. It's one of our uh, long, my longest uh, time Star Wars buddies. Uh, but we, I, didn't, we, I hadn't had a chance to meet you until Star Wars Celebration, man. Um, I know. It was crazy, which, was which, which is where we have, again, for the folks uh, watching live on Facebook, this amazing... Uh, I guess it's not technically a GIF. It's the boomerang, and it's it's you, it's me, <laughs> and it's a very kind of horrified Dan Zare. <laughs> and then Mark we're in the Newbold background, in the Mark Newbold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, good times, good times. Because like that was the you know Star Wars celebration. That was when the sort of Last Jedi hype kind of began. That was the release of the trailer. But now we are nope. twenty nine days, four hours, fourteen minutes, and fifteen, fourteen, thirteen seconds. Until the release of the Last Jedi here in the states, dude. I, before we jump into, the, we have two big stories to talk about on the I show. I just want to ask you, like, where you're at, 
And then what's your what's your sits? What's what's your uh, plan for where you're watching it, how you're watching it? Because it's like a oh, science okay. for me. <laughs> All right, so I am so pumped. I think I might even be more pumped than I was before The Force Awakens. Mm. I mean, the, the hype is different, right? It feels a little more mature. Okay, it feels a little more grown. But I am ready for a Star Wars movie like I've never seen. Mm. I'm ready for something really excited. Uh, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about a thing. I'm going in with a full heart, a pure heart, and and just open mind and ready to to, to I'm ready to leave that theater. Yeah. Thinking about Star Wars 100% differently. That's it. Mm. I want to be I want my world rocked and I cannot wait cuz I feel like that's where we're going. So are these high expectations or different expectations? High and different. They're both. I want I, I know that there is going to be things. I, I've known this since, since the Phantom Menace that you walk into a Star Wars movie, yeah. your entire perspective of every movie you've seen beforehand is 100% different. Yeah. No, and that was the case with the Phantom Menace, but not so much the case with The Force Awakens. And I don't mean this in like the stereotypical obnoxious uh, criticism, True. but just the fact that it, it, The Force Awakens was a welcome home. And I don't it get that was. sense with The Last Jedi at all. But at the same time, there were so many different things in The Force Awakens. There were entirely new set of aliens. There was an entirely new set of, sort of planets and a galaxy. And where it moved forward was like nothing I had ever conceived of for how the Star Wars universe would go post-Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, th- I guess that's where I'm thinking from that's a story true. perspective. Yeah, and it, uh, it, it is a different direction for us longtime fans who have yeah. heard, did hear the stories post-Return of the Jedi that, you know, obviously we didn't have an adaptation of the, Thra- of, you know, the Thrawn trilogy or something like that. But, uh, but <laughs> all right, here's the brass tacks, man. I want to, we're bringing them in. I feel like day three, we're day three into this countdown for 2017. And it's time to bring in the man, Scott, the, the myth, the legend, Scott Mendelson. Uh, the man uh, whose articles we will consistently be referring to as all of the nerdy box office numbers go up and down. Now, the reason I always obsess over, and I do, I obsess over the box office predictions, is because to me it sort of gamifies a, a, a measurement that you can make of a, the success of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, it comes not to how big that opening weekend is. I love watching these Star Wars films or any film that I like just to see how long that tale is, how long it keeps making all the kinds of money in the world. I had It was so much fun when it's like every weekend, oh, The Force Awakens still top box office. Force Awakens still top. <laughs> it was like into January, right. the end of January by the time it was unseated. Um, and it was it's just kind of fun. It's like watching your favorite sports team just crush the competition. How um, long will it last, right? How long is it going to go? When will it... When, when will it- Finally, be pulled out. Will you be the last person to see the the movie? Right? Yeah. That that, that yeah. sort of thing. I I think that's cool. Is Scott joining us? Did I did I get that right? I wish. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I really. I was. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. No. Uh, I no. We need to get him. I just like always. Ref- like at the last both for the Force Awakens and Rogue One, we was just constantly putting uh, his articles on on Forbes because uh, he's like the guy when it comes to. Um, when it comes to box office predictions. We'll have the link in episode 57 at starwarsreport.com. Uh, make sure you check sure. that out. Uh, but uh, but So here's the deal. This is his first kind of preview of what The Force Awakens looks like. Um, here we go. So right now, conventional wisdom suggests, I'm going straight from the article, uh, the, uh, the opening weekend about $215 million and a final total of about $750 in North America. Now, if I remember I right... it's a little ball. Uh, you I think, think it's low ball. ball, low ball. Yeah, keep mm. on going. But I, I, that's my my initial reaction after reading this. So, well, uh, but here's the thing: 
there's also a good chance that uh, it could actually end its domestic run in under 700. So that was his kind of middling. And it wouldn't be any kind of disaster or tragedy because, you know, 700 domestic. It's been like a, just a drought at the box office uh, yeah. this fall. There's been nothing. Like mm-hmm. even, I mean, what, it, Murder on the or- Orient Express? What <laughs> films have we had coming out? Even some of the superhero films. I guess Thor Ragnarok is like the one exception Justice just, League's coming out, yeah, and it, it's not gonna, it's not getting the, the the buzz that it wants. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's not it's not doing well in the critics. And again, uh, and I do feel like I'm going to state this, and we'll probably say it a few times. It's important to recognize when we're talking about these box office numbers, uh, we're talking about how popular this movie is going to be, not how good it's going to be. Those are two very separate discussions. So I don't want to muddy the waters too much because it's very easy to say, you know. Oh yeah, no, nobody's. But um, okay, I will say two things. I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. two things yeah, to, to speak to that point. Um, one, I think that the Last Jedi is going to benefit from a macro cycle in the year where people may have only maybe gone to the movies in, in the spring, early summer, and they're ready for that next big blockbuster. Uh, maybe the last one was it in in, in uh, September, and they're ready for their winter movie. And I think that the Last Jedi is going to be that movie. I think it's really firmly situated in the christmas schedule and people are going to want to go and i think that's going to be a big boost the second thing i'm going to say is that i think if the buzz gets around for the last jedi having dare i say it, the i am your father moment and there is something huge that happens in the, in the plot of the last jedi i do think that if it is that good that will boost sales in a way that we really don't talk about in modern conventional uh box office predictions those are the two things that i think that Scott might have missed in this in this article, which is very well researched and well documented. Yeah, because he goes through and talks a lot about the um, the kind of sequelitis and kind of compares a lot of does some real good research on various sequels and how they how mm-hmm. they tend uh, to perform. But I feel like you're right. If there's that um, OMG moment of uh, some kind of incredible plot twist, if only like the marketing was talking about some like if Ryan had something different or Ryan has written a story that's unexpected <laughs> but right some of the stuff that happens people are going to be like oh my god hmm it feels like its own thing okay daisy thank you uh i will never tower of that soundbite uh <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think I think that's a good point but I you know everyone uh, usually sequels are down slightly um but here, here hmm. wow and he even goes to the uh special editions he talks about the gross of the various uh special sure. editions but he talks about like whether or not this is pessimistic so it was if a low blow to do the special editions because they were released a month and a half apart and they blew the entire marketing budget on getting people to episode four and they yeah. knew that there was going to be a tale between the the Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, especially because I believe there was a delay in the Empire Strikes Back too. Um, so yeah, that, that I think that's kind of a low blow. Well, um, so yeah. but here's the so here's the here's the brass tax numbers. So if it drops thirty percent, which is what he's looking at from the Force Awakens, we're looking at a domestic of about six fifty five plus maybe seven ninety two million overseas. That means not just short of one and a half billion dollars. Um, yep. Now, if on the optimistic side, if it only drops a little bit, it could be as much as one and three quarters a billion. And of course, for the Force Awakens, I believe it was like one point nine nine nine. It was like right at 
two billion. I'm just going completely off of memory, but um, yeah. but to me that it was seemed pretty much two billion. Yeah, uh, so I think coming in a few hundred million dollars short of the Force Awakens is, I think, is is expected, and I don't see that as a failure at all. Hundred percent. I I think if you know if there's that moment, I don't know what that moment is and what it takes, but I think that could well could push it over the edge. Yeah, but it also hmm. is it going to be more? See, they understand. I'm going to go there. Has the metrics and has the I. They know where this movie is going to situate, and they build their marketing budget to yeah. hit that number. They know that, so there is less marketing going into the Force, uh, going into the Last Jedi than there was the Force Awakens. That's just a given. Yes, but, true. So what is coming in? There was more for Rogue One than there was for the Last Jedi. They're hoping that. People are going to be coming back, and they know the rate of attrition for people that aren't going to be there. So when you factor that in, you do have a, a ballpark number. I think 1.25, 1.3 billion is pretty spot on, but I think sub 1 billion worldwide. I don't. I, I think that might be low ball. Hmm. Yeah. We need to do a prop bet. We need to do a prop bet at some point. Like, just get a, a, a running spreadsheet uh, for everyone who comes on Star Wars tonight, and just take. <laughs> we did that for. Uh, we did that for the Force Awakens. I won. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, Mark Newbold. I'm just saying. Uh, no, okay. We do also. There's there's one other big story this week. Of course, that's the release of Battlefront Two, and mm. uh, <laughs> some of the contra- We touched on it on yesterday's episode a little bit, um, but I want to get into a little bit of the the numbers on on the controversy surrounding the launch and microtransactions a little bit and then maybe getting a little bit i i saw some really cool stuff i don't have it in the notes uh, that they just did on the star wars show today that maybe we can touch yep. base on as well but mm-hmm. is the star wars report going to be covering battlefront 2 as uh, a review uh no i, I mean that would no. require me to play it um <laughs> <laughs> i say that to say not not to say that it is i say that to say that uh uh-huh. retro's app is going to be covering it because I'm lucky enough to have a writer who is going to be playing it. Oh, sweet. Um, so that's cool. I was challenged with the idea, do I factor in all of this hype that's coming in before it releases? Mm. And I made the decision not to do that. Okay. We're going to be doing a review that's going to be entirely reviewed on the game the day it's released. Oh, nice. And I want to okay. bring that sort of mentality into this conversation before we even start talking yeah. about it. Because there is... There, I feel like there's before the game releases and then after. Yes, and I feel like there's the story element, there's the microtransaction element, and there's the gameplay element, just to touch base on that. Um, and we're going to yeah. get into all three of those after I thank our sponsor for today's podcast. It's Tops. Boom. Voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with Tops and their all-new trading card collection. Now, they have Star Wars The Last Jedi. Cool, right? Whatever. <laughs> this, is, this, this is their best ad read ever but you know yeah, what they, whatever. Last Jedi. Yeah. his last Jedi who cares right yeah, it's not like we're doing a podcast that. about it um, <laughs> no but here's the thing that they just released here's what I'm going to do right now I'm going to go into uh, my inbox my email inbox live on air no, I'm not. I was just realizing. No, I'm not going to screen capture my inbox. <laughs> but I want to tell you guys about a little bit of a twist. I'm going to actually be sending because uh, I know Tops works with you guys over at uh, Bruise and Blasters as well. Oh, you know, uh, we love them over there. Uh, they just released. I'm going to forward you the information because we're going to be talking about this. Um, they just released their uh, Masterwork series. Now you may be wondering. 
Masterworks. What oh, is yeah. Master- so they have these new hobby boxes that have hit stores and are available online where they've debuted these high-end collector card sets. Uh, they're Star Wars Masterworks, uh, and you can check it out. It's all brand new from Tops. Literally released this week. Uh, yep. And so they have a hundred... Uh, each set has a hundred premium base cards, and these get this. These include some of the chase cards, which are some of the wood, some actual like hardwood cards, foil, metal inserts, new autographs signed, relic cards that include the fabric swatches from materials from the films, from the costumes. Yes, yes. it's amazing, it's insane. One hit per One mini hit box per mini and box. four mini boxes per master box go check it out there's there's two autographs also in every single master box it's all there we're gonna have yeah, the link yeah, to just, it there's two autographs you might give john boyega who knows whatever, it's like whatever, whatever. yeah right? yeah exactly yeah whatever whatever uh <laughs> it's all available at tops.com and don't forget the uh, star wars card trader app you can collect and trade thousands of star wars cards with star wars fans across the galaxy including me love it my uh username's jedi riles r-i-l-e-s on uh, the app you can actually add me there we can trade around but uh they have amazing daily bonuses packs that you can open every day just for opening the card app and it's free it's the star wars app every fan should have uh start amassing your collection today download it it's available for free in the uh google play store and of course the apple app store as well and we do thank tops for sponsoring the uh star wars tonight countdown podcast all right let's jump into it battlefront i i found this polygon article um titled why your battlefront 2 outrage is a compliment to ea and how to use it effectively (laughs) this is great so this is in the aftermath i have to give some background to this article because if you're listening to this and you're not much of a gamer you may not be following what's happening with (laughs) the launch of battlefront 2 but in short it wasn't pretty because right in that sort of early release that they had to like premium ea member whatever's you can tell how much of a gamer i am they they um, re- realized the sort of pay-to-play system they had for unlocking even some of the main Star Wars characters. So, like, for example, to unlock Luke Darth Crates. Vader, you'd have to, like, play for hours and hours. Like, one number that was thrown out was, like, 40 hours. Or something like, that. like, I think there are ways that it wouldn't take that long, but it was, like, getting crazy and that, that you'd have to, like, there's huge incentive to actually spend money right when you open the box of the game, not to get, like, a yep. DLC a month or two later. Uh, and there was a lot of backlash. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, let me let me embellish a little bit here. Sure, sure, so go for it. It's um, it's not a hundred percent pay to play. It's it's around this idea of loot crates that have been bubbling up in the past maybe maybe two years. Yeah, explain to me uh, loot crate. In, I'm the okay. non gamer. I don't understand exactly what's happening here. So you finish a level, you get a crate, and mm-hmm. it's a bunch of it's a bunch of experience points. It's a bunch of different stuff. It's and it it helps you level up. Okay, um, this all comes from like the mobile. Uh, the mobile side of things, and it's being been transitioned over, and it allows you to start leveling up as you complete things and as you keep on playing. It's based on m- m- the amount of time you spend in the game. The more time you're playing, the more loot crates you're going to get. The more you're going to level up and get more crates to get more, uh, you know, get more numbers ticking up. Okay, so that's great, but you can speed up if you if you buy if you buy mm. some loot crates. You can buy you can buy those yeah. loot crates too. And then you can then you can speed up real fast. How much money do you have? How fast do you want? Is that, that down your there, impression? Right? Is that your impression of EA? <laughs> hey man, you can, uh, I mean, you can buy. There's, uh, 
yeah that, that's that's the the uh the dark side you know i mean you can, you can keep on grinding you can be you can be playing this game you can be going going you know day in day out really you'll be becoming a master battlefront yeah like, you, can, uh, you can buy those loot crates mm. and just, just get there get there right now you uh, know and the the whole idea is around a, a, a balance right you want to be able to play this game effectively and have a good time and kind of have a good progression and maybe not feel like you have to pay to mm-hmm. get where you want to go. You feel like you're actually getting somewhere. And the way they had balanced the experience system and this loot crate system is that it was just so far out of reach to get to play to play as the characters you actually want to play with. So it took forever yeah. and you effectively had to pay to get to, you know, the the characters you wanted. Hmm. And that's that's out of, that's that it was it was out of it was out of whack. It's a lot of balance that needed to be balanced. I'm not going to I'm going to tell you it's not unique to other games yes. that are out there that are like this. Um so while it did get bad press, it's not it's for better or for worse, this is kind of the way games are being beta tested these days. And you know, yeah, did did have a little egg on their face, but yeah. it's not not uncommon. Well, and it, the interesting thing is that um often with these companies it's just a mathematical calculation where, and I love the Polygon yeah. article that points out, these companies have access to the data. They're not looking at comments. They're looking at transactions, and they're seeing exactly. how many people are willing to do it. So you can, you can vote with your wallet. But there was a, what, and this is like the fourth point that I wanted to highlight here that's in the article. Rage is a compliment. There was the, <laughs> the kind, cause so as, as the article points out, there wasn't really this kind of backlash when with the horrid economy, you know, for need for speed payback. Right. Sure. Uh, but I mean, here with Star Wars Battlefront, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around the game. It looks awesome. You got you know got story mode. I re- I for one I felt comfortable. I am absolutely fine with the play length. The reason I'm not an owner of Battlefront right to right now is the barrier to entry cost, not because I'm not sold on the game. So like sure. as soon as I have a spare sixty bucks out of my paycheck to drop. Uh, on a video game, then that will be the first one I do. It's just like it didn't get me enough to make that like a number one priority where I'm gonna skip like uh, gas or grocery money or you know like as far as like as a fan, there's certain things that have to happen if I'm going to jump in because again there's so much to choose from right now and I know it's still gonna be there in a few weeks and you know right after Christmas when things are slowed down and I've got some time off and you know that'll be probably when I make the purchase but I, it didn't suck me in enough to where I'm willing to get that barrier to entry price much that says nothing about you know the microtransactions or anything like that yeah um, so I've read a number of uh, Ben Kuchera's uh, articles over the years he's a good writer. Um, I think that maybe he goes a little bit overboard by saying that rage is a compliment because, I mean, I, I get I get his point that you you know until someone hates you kind of as, yeah. as the saying goes. But I think that there's a tipping point for EA at the same time where it can diminish sales, and the, if it has a bad rap going coming out of it, widespread EA has not had um, a great track record this year. They've had a yeah. number of misses. Need for Speed. Uh, they've had Mass Effect. They've had a, a couple of others that just, I'm sorry, not Mass Effect, but they've had a couple others that have uh, not been good um, hmm. in, in, you know, this year. And this is kind of seen among the gaming community as just another uh, swing and a miss. Yeah, or, so, or a third strike to uh, uh, extend the baseball yeah. metaphors. Look at that. Look at me go. And Paul, as a, as, a, as, a, as a Star Wars fan, though, I'm very open-minded. 
Um, I've talked to Star Wars fans who have played the game, who have yep. access to the game. They say the story mode is very good. Well, and it's, actually, Paul in the chat, uh, Paul in the yeah. chat, just points out to him, Battlefront Two single player campaign is worth the money just for the story. Um, there, and oh. so, like, you know who's going to be pulling up that three hour cinematic on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Say it what? Sorry, up, hmm, yeah. what? What's um, the, is that? How was somebody saying something? Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's well. So I'll be in. I'll be in on the Battlefront thing soon. It's just, uh, it's, yeah. it's time and money. Time and money. Honestly, probably it's more time. It just hit me at a busy week, so I'm like, eh, I'm not going to buy. It. And I don't pre order video games. I'm not. I, no, I just can't. no one should. Do I, not do that. Yeah, thank you. It's it's such it's craziness, craziness. Hey, uh, Joey Tavano is the uh, head honcho over at RetroZap, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hosts the Brews and Blasters podcast. Awesome guy. Listen, uh, if you want to hear two guys with an amazingly thick Boston accent nerd out, <laughs> you need to be listening to Brews and Blasters. Uh, dude, what do you guys got coming up? Uh, plug away. Let people know uh, where they can find you guys. And thanks for coming on today. Yeah, so we have a good time, right? We don't really uh, have a... we. Bruce and Bl- what am I saying? What am I saying? Brews and Blasters <laughs> is all about having a good time. It is a Star Wars party. And that's yes. what we like to do. Yes. Me and my best buddy, Chris Salt, and we get together. We have a couple of drinks and we just talk. We talk about the news of the day. We talk about retro stuff. We talk about collecting. We talk about yeah, everything that has to do with Star Wars. And then maybe a couple other things, too. Maybe we talk about some sandwiches, talk about some local stuff, talk about some good times. You're going to have a good time if you listen Sweet. to it. And you're going to learn a little bit about maybe Boston, too. Yes. You, so you want to check this show out. And, uh, I, you know, if you do, you, you, you become part of our family, become part of our friends. And uh, that's how we treat every listener. Retrozap.com. Retrozap.com. Bruiseandblaster.ninja. Hey. To get everything you need to know. Get Woo. that .ninja, Riley. You got to get it. You get that. Dude, why, why don't I have Star Wars Tonight.ninja? That needs to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> that definitely needs to be a thing. Hey, to everybody who tuned in live on Facebook, thanks. Uh, Michael, Brian, Paul, and hey, Joseph. Oh, that guy. Uh, you're dude. Thanks for jumping in the chat too. You can join us live every weeknight, Monday through Thursday, and uh, do it at Facebook.com/slash Star Wars Report. We're normally about eight o'clock. We uh, launched a little early today because we were just that raring to go. Uh, so make sure you tune in live. And of course, if you're listening to this in the Star Wars Report podcast feed, I know you guys are. Uh, hop over because this is the only week. The debut week is the only week where I'm cross-posting. So this is a promotional opportunity that you need to take advantage of and hop on over to the Star Wars Tonight feed. And, of course, for all of you there, make sure you leave those ratings and reviews. We really could use the help getting the word out because this is a seasonal podcast. So uh, we only it. have that one time a Part year. Part of my tradition. Exactly. Every year. Dude, I'll, I, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, and then, hey, here's one other thing you should be aware of. Uh, it's right here at the uh, top of the screen. Look at that. It's right up here. I'm pointing at it because of the awesome v- video setup. Uh, the last Porg t-shirt available at StarWarsReport.com slash Porgs. We got till Friday. Get in on the order. I do these in a batch process because it's it's not a t-shirt shop somewhere in China. It's not some mass-produced like uh, tea public. No. This is me going to my local t-shirt shop in Buckhead. <laughs> and saying, hey, we have this many orders. So we're collecting those orders, a nice little Google form you fill out, and it's me personally fulfilling it at starsreport.com slash porgs. It's a sweet design of the uh, sort of cartoonified porgs. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I even have it preloaded. I almost forgot. I have it preloaded into the video edition. So for you guys watching on Facebook, uh, check this out. Look at this. Look at this thing. It's right there. Oh, it's magical. Uh, That's the art design, and you can get it at starsreport.com slash porgs. 
Listen, I went to so much work. Don't buy it. I will. I if I went, (laughs) dude, I went to so much trouble to get that graphic ready for that three second plug. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do it. Um, Where was I? I totally lost my train of thought. Um, But uh, anyway, Joe, thanks for coming on. Uh, Thanks to Tops for sponsoring us. Uh, And uh, to everybody I see playing Battlefront, uh, I'm jealous, and I will join you soon. And we will be back here tomorrow night, a little on the later side. looks more like 9 o'clock, but right back here, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report, broadcasting live. We shall see you guys later. Until next time, remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. the air my friend look at that that's a show that's it it's like a tight 29 it. minutes look at that look at that dude yeah, that goes by so quickly it does i mean it has to around